Well, welcome once again to the Be The Light podcast. Today, I am moving on with my interviews, and I would like to welcome my aunt, Wilda Perkins, to the podcast. Thanks for agreeing to talk with me today, Aunt Wilda. Thank you for having me, Kayla. Well, so to give you guys a little backstory on my aunt, um, she is my dad's sister, and growing up when my mom and dad worked, um, Wilda, along with both sets of our grandparents, always took care of us on the weekends and during our summertime breaks. So I want to start off by letting her share a little bit about her life story, and then I'll share why we consider her like a mom to us. So go ahead, Wilda, and take it away. <laughs> well, I um, just never got married. I uh, had had several opportunities to do that, but just never really found the man that I thought would be somebody I wanted to spend all my life with. Uh, they were either drinkers or you know did things that I didn't like to do or wouldn't do and so I just never got married and I've enjoyed my life done a lot of things in the in the meantime um, and even though I don't think that what happened was good for Lowell or Bonnie or the kids I sometimes felt that God was giving me a hand in being able to have the kids with me as much as I did because I never was able to have kids of my own and I could do things with them that I would have done with my own kids. Spent lots of times going to games and, and fairs and all kinds of things like that that we really had a lot of fun at. And I, even though maybe that sounds like I'm being selfish, I just felt that God had given me that opportunity so that I could at least have that experience in my life yeah no that's very true and um you know obviously i talked a little earlier that we spent weekends and summers and all kinds of time together you know you reference fairs and um you know vacations and games and you know all these different things concerts you know i know you always took like i remember reba mcintyre and kenny rogers and you know we, we always had a concert that we went to i was just talking the other day how you took us to the fair and i got to meet tom wopad and you know just all these different things that we got to to do together but you know one of the things that i remember um, a lot of is that you and obviously our grandparents too but you were a huge role in taking us to church we were there every Sunday, um, every vacation Bible school, you know, even though that the community that you live in is about 45 minutes from where we live, when we came, you know, that was our church. So, you know, the church that you went to was our church. So you took us to vacation Bible school, you know, anything that like our tiny little church, you know, in Bellsville had. So I guess now at this point, can you kind of talk a little bit about your faith and how you came to know Jesus? Because obviously you and Grandma and Pappy and Bubby and Pappy were huge pieces and the the reason that I have a faith base. So can you talk a little bit about your faith and, you know, like that? And obviously a little bit ago, we were just sharing before we started recording about you, you remembering when you were baptized. So even if you want to share a little bit about that too. Well, I was actually in church all my life from the time I can remember because we went to a very small church uh, where we lived that was Ben Fork Christian Church, and there were very few people that went there, uh, but we were very close. Everybody was like family, and we had ministers that came in and would have revivals, what we called revivals back then, that would last for a week at a time, sometimes two weeks, and they would be in the evening, and it would be a very good speaker, and we got to be almost like family. 
they would come to our house for meals and actually one of them my dad even went coon hunting with they would go coon hunting and have big tails and laugh and have a lot of fun and uh, just always was close to those people and when I was 13 years old we had, were having a revival and like I said I had always known about God and Jesus and why we went to church and all of that and we'd learned all kinds of little songs in our Bible schools and this particular time when I was about 13 we were having a revival and I knew that I just felt like this was the time I needed to be baptized that I had never no one had ever really tried to force me to be or even ask me to be but I felt like that was what I needed to do so an evening after the service was over I went forward to be baptized and they took us down to a little creek, which is all that was done at that time, uh, where we had actually gone swimming lots of times. And they we went down there and walked down into the water and I was baptized in the water. And I just felt like that my whole life had changed because I knew that that's where Jesus was baptized, was in running water. and. It just made me feel like I had done what he would want me to do. And I can still remember it was a cold evening, but I don't remember being cold. I went down into the water and came up out, and I just felt like a, a whole different person. Felt so happy, and I didn't remember being cold. Uh, but I do remember a lady that was there had brought a blanket, and she came and threw it around me. And I just, at that time, I knew that my life was completely changed. And from that time on, I had changed churches two or three times because of being moved or going somewhere else. But I just know that, you know, from that point on, I knew that I wanted to be a part of God's family. And then, of course, uh, Kayla had mentioned on other podcasts and when she interviewed John, that he went through a very, very serious bout with cancer and that we had spent a lot of time in Columbus in Ohio State and Children's Hospital. And I can remember sitting with John and him being the one that would remind us that he was going to be all right because God was going to take care of him. And I know at that point was when I knew that God had all of us under his thumb, under his control, that whatever he decided was best was what would happen. And I just, I've gotten stronger ever since then because I've seen the number of things that he could do that he helped us and helped John. And um, I guess I just remember John telling one of the nurses at, when he came out of surgery, one of the nurses had said to him, boy, John, I don't know how you do it. You just come out of there and you're still joking. And John looked at her and he said, I don't do it. And he pointed to the sky and he said, he does it. And that's always made a very strong impression on me. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And, you know, and I think obviously, like you said, a lot of that in us comes from you guys. And from, like you said, you have gone to church and been a believer since as long as you can remember. And I've spoken before and people have heard me say this, that when I look back at my, both sides of my family, it's just generational after generational commitments from family members to, to believe in God and to believe in his word and just following him and that faith, you know, just having all of that. So I definitely agree with you on all of 
those things. And two, I wanted to share, you were sh- showing or, or talking about how when you got baptized that people pulled like cars around and the lights were like shining on there. Yeah, it was down in a, like a low spot. And there was a tree there that actually had a rope on it that people would swing off the rope and into the water. And there was a bank up above that had room for cars to park. And the cars parked up there and had their headlights on because it was evening, it was dark. And then there's a cement bridge that went the other way. And there were some cars down there that had their lights shining toward the water. And just was, I mean, it's just a a scene that even if you picture it yourself, you just can't believe how, what a great feeling it was to be down there in that water and know that you were doing what God wanted you to do. Yeah. And she's like, we don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm like sheltered anymore, but it's like, you don't hear stuff like that, you know, and just how cool it would be to like, like have a revival and have those kind of things again. We're so like, we've lost, I think so much of those there's neat things to do and to be representation of like what you believe and, you know, putting your faith and trust and hope in the Lord. So well, I want to kind of move on. I know like obviously each one of my podcasts with my interviews are titled something, you know, like my mom, stepmom, like a mom. And I've chosen to title, um, well, like I said, I've chosen to title this one like a mom, because even though, like you said, that you weren't able weren't able to have children on your own we were like your children um because you know of the situation that we had and we were just the way that the things worked out but it all worked out for good you know like I said God always works everything out for the good of those who love him but um you know the thing is I want to share too about you is you how you worked in a school you were a secretary at elementary school for for many many years and then ended up being a secretary in the central office and now are a secretary at a a business and your and in your community um but what i have always seen no matter even as a little girl and like working up you know now into the age that i am and, and and experiencing different things with you that you have not only been like a mom to us but you are like a mom to so many other people, like the kids at the school, the you know elementary kids, but even the high school kids that would come down and be like your office workers. And even now the people that work with you at the pizza place next door, you know, there's just so many stories and I just see how people relate to you when they come to you. So, you know, you have been like a mom, not only to us, like I said, but to other people. So what I want you to do is kind of share with our listeners how you shine your light by always being there to listen to others and guide them and direct them in, in certain ways. Cause I truly feel like that's a huge part about who you are as you listen so well and you just speak your heart to people and share with them. So if you can talk a little bit about that. Well, I guess I really don't know where to start on that, but as she said, I did work at uh, an elementary school as the secretary for 30-some years, and I always just felt like most of those kids were mine because when they were sick, when they had problems, when there was anything going on, they would come and talk to me about it or ask me what to do, and I had high school students that came down and worked in the office for me. And if they were having girlfriend, boyfriend troubles, if there was something going on that they needed to talk about, they always talked to me about it. And I don't think that I had the answers. I don't think that I always knew the right thing to say, but I think just them knowing that I cared enough to say something really helped them and made them trust me to do that. And I still, like she said, I work uh, at a store where we have a pizza shop right next door 
and the kids that work there just come over all the time and and will tell me things or ask me about something or act like they really kind of depend on me to help them go in the right direction. And it's not unusual for me to say to them, have you prayed about it? And some of them have and some of them haven't. And I'll say to them, well, we need to pray about it. And sometimes I pray with them. Sometimes I just encourage them to go home and pray and ask God to help them through those situations. And I don't know that it always changes their life, but I've always heard that you plant the seed mm -hmm. and, you know, later on they may think back on that and it may completely change their life. And I guess that's what I keep hoping and praying for is that something I say somewhere along the line will lead one of those kids to, to turn to God and to realize that he really is there and that they're, if they're out drinking or whatever they're doing, that that's not something that God wants them to be doing. Mm -hmm. And so I just try to, to uh, encourage them in that way. And I, I don't know, I, I try to be positive. I've been accused several times of, <laughs> of being negative on things. <laughs> Kayla and John will both tell me, oh, you're negative. But I've tried to be more positive and uh, show that to the kids too. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely see that in you and just all the people I know, like growing up that, you know, that you have um, just touched and reached and definitely everything that you said is, is true because I think like you talked about just planting that seed. And so, you know, you being the light in those ways of just guiding people and directing them and, and letting them think about things in a, in a different way. And so I think the main thing of the interview and what I want people to pick up here is that, you know, no matter if you think that you're not in a situation where you can influence someone, you're wrong because you can always influence someone. You know, you m might have thought to yourself, well, I'm never going to have kids. So how am I going to be an influence? But God used you. He equipped you with the ability to to be something for someone, to, to guide, to direct. And so I guess I want to encourage the listeners, like no matter where you are in life, no matter who you are, what you have, what you don't have, God can use you. And he will place you um, where he wants you and to, to glorify him. And so I think that you've been a great example of that. And that's why I wanted you um, to, to be on today because you truly are – someone who cares about the needs of other people um, and I think that's why people come to you because like you said you care and they can see that and um, like I think what is it the old adage that people say like they don't know how much um, or they don't care about what you know until they know how much you care or something like yeah. that. I'm probably saying yeah. that the wrong way, but you know, so then you, because of that caring are then able to open up doors to share the good news. And it's not like I've never, you've never been one that's like, so like people say like a Bible beater, you know, right. you're not beating them right. over the head with God's word. You just have a really like calm, just like peaceful way and kind way of just like sharing and well, being the light. Thank you. I appreciate that. I don't want to be known as one that just says, oh, you can't talk to her because she starts talking about you going to God right away. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. to have them think that I'm, that's all I'm going to talk yeah. about. But I, I do try to, you know, let them know and let them see that I do believe that he's there and that he's there to help us. Yeah. And I guess another story, if, if you have time, from, oh, yeah. that I wanted to say was um, that how I was with my mother uh, all of her life, really. I lived away in, a, in my own place for about three years or so. But when she got ill and needed somebody to take care of her, I moved back with her. And we spent many, many, many hours together. 
and uh, we lost her 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, at that point, I didn't think I could go on. Mm-hmm. I thought, I, what am I going to do without her? She's always been here. But I now live in the house that the, she and my dad lived in. And I have pictures of all kinds of things all all around. I have qu- the quilting frame still up that she and I used, and I'm actually quilting a quilt. And God is why I made it through that. Mm-hmm. Because if I had not depended on him, I would have gone into a really serious depression. Mm-hmm. And I would have really had trouble getting myself to want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I, not that I still don't miss her terribly, but I can go on with my life and know that she's where she needs to be mm-hmm. and that hopefully someday I'll be able to be there with her. Yes. No, I definitely don't think hopefully. I know for <laughs> sure because <laughs> you are definitely walking in his truth and his ways. And, yeah, I agree. I just I feel so blessed. Um, you know, I especially, like, want to say that again. And as you guys will see, um, I'm going to continue to have a few family members on. Um, just so blessed to come from the family that God has um, bestowed upon me to to make me the person that, that I am through the examples that all of these people have been in my life. So um, anything else that you had or that you wanted to share before we go today? I uh, just wanted to say that I have told Kayla this, and I know she doesn't want me to say it, but I'm going to anyway, that I am so proud of her. And my mom would be so proud of her because anything that we discuss or anything that happens in her life, she has the ability, and I know that she says it's not me, I know it's God, but she has the ability to relate that to verses from the Bible or stories that have happened in her life. And I am just so proud of her. And also of John, he shares with his team, he, you know, our whole family, I guess, is really blessed because we are able to do that. And I just want her to know, too, that I am very proud of what she does. Thank you. Yeah, and I know. I just You don't want to be one of those people that's always like, because sometimes you can sound corny, and I don't mean this the wrong way, but like, give God the glory, give God the glory. Like, I don't, but it truly is. Like, none of this is me because if it was me, I would be, like, grumpy and, like, <laughs> you know, like, not want to do the things that I'm supposed to do. So it's not, it's not, and it's not like that all the time. I do get grumpy. I don't mean it that way, but... <laughs> Um, so yeah, I totally, um, I totally just, I'm so, like I said, blessed and I thank you so much for, um, being willing to, to share today and to be used as an example of how you can be the light and be like a mom or even like be like a dad. If it's a, um, you know, a single guy or, or whatever it is, um, or a high school student being an example to a younger student or a younger student being an example to someone in their class, you know, you can always be the light. Um, no matter where you are. So thank you everyone for listening today. And um, we are so thankful for all of the listeners that um, want to, you know, get a little glimpse into to what we feel it is and what it means to be the light.